What up, world? Your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Today, talk with Sean Hyken, the author at Rose at the Rose Garden Report. Uh, if you missed the show earlier this week, Sean was on the program. We talked all about Damian Lillard and Shaden Sharp and the additions of Jeremy Grant and Gary Payton. And today's show, we're going to talk Nazir Little and how the Blazers' rotation is likely to shake out. Check it out. Joining me now, Sean Hyken, author of the Rose Garden Report, which also has a podcast element available wherever you get podcasts. Sean, thanks for coming back for another episode. Thanks uh, for having me back. Let's let's just jump right into it. Every Simons is set up for a big season, a big season. I kind of feel like we've said this about Ant a lot, and now it's finally real. Like we said it about him after year one, year two is the year for Ant, year three is the year for Ant, year four kind of tampered our expectations, and then he took off when there was room for him. Now, year five, he's got $100 million. I mean, it's not all in his bank account yet, but it'll be coming there shortly. What are your what's your confidence level in Amphrey Simons as a number two on a playoff team type of production player? So the thing that I think would be really encouraging about him is that if you go look at his usage and just how much it went up from the year before, like so the 20 uh, 2021 season, the COVID year, his usage was like 18 percent or something Mm -hmm. on the floor. Last year it was 24. So that's a pretty significant, that's literally a, a like a one third. Yeah. 33% jump. jump. Yeah. 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 And he was still a 40% three point shooter. Yep. And he's going to have even more open looks because he's actually going to be playing next to Dane for most of the season. I think that, I mean, and I wrote about this in the mailbag that came out this morning. It's going to be old by the time this runs. It's about, but, it's about a week old. You'll find it. You'll find it. Go but, to Rose Garden. Yeah. yeah. Rosegardenreport.beehive.com. There you go. Rose Garden uh, Report, Sean Hiking, Google it, you'll find it. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not hard to find. But I think that, you know, this deal that he just signed could end up being like, I know I just, you know, it could end up being like a Zach Levine type of deal that, you know, the one that he signed with Sacramento, where, you know, he signs this four-year, $78 million offer sheet with Sacramento. And it's like, whoo, that's and a lot the of Bulls money. match and people are like, he hasn't really done much. And then, you know, the salary, first of all, Levine keeps getting better, but then also the salary cap keeps going up and the salary cap is going to keep going up here too, because the, uh, the last year of that deal where Ant's going to be making 27 million with the 25, 26 season, that's going to be the first year of the new TV deal. Right. Which is where, I mean, they're going to re up with the SPN and Turner for a ton of money, but then one of the, uh, streaming companies, whether it be Apple or Amazon or Netflix or whatever the case may be, like what, like Musk. whatever, like, yeah, right. If like Elon Musk starts like a media platform or something. Musk, Musk TV, Musk.tv is what yeah. they're going to be streaming on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but, e- but either way, like Ant making $27 million at that point might look like Zach. Yeah, that might be $19 million. That might be like, like normal starter money by then, right? Like you might- it's very easy to see him outperforming this contract. Yeah, certainly the back half, there's a chance that with the cap jumps and his improvement, like he's 23, like he's, yeah. um, he's, he's so going to be entering into his prime when this deal is up. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, um, what is your, what, is this different than Damon CJ? Like, is this any different than what we've seen? I think it is just 
for uh, so for a few reasons. One, even with this contract, Ant is making like ten or twelve million dollars a year less than CJ was. Yeah, so, without not even proportionately, just dollar value wise. Yeah, dollar value plus with the cap, like so. Just from that standpoint, it's not like literally, you know, two thirds of your salary cap is being taken up by two guys who basically are this like versions of the same player. Right. I think then also you factor in the athleticism, the difference that uh, Ant and CJ have. And, you know, you factor in like Damon and CJ were basically the same age. And so like they basically develop at the same time. Right. So it's like with this one, I feel like, you know, you'd be a little bit more optimistic with it because Ant is so much younger. Like he's still, you know, he's shown enough that like he, he isn't like a project who's two years away from being two years away and like can't contribute right now. But you know, he's young enough that he's still like his best years are still ahead of him. And so in three or four years, when maybe Dame's best years are behind him, Ant is just entering his prime. So I think just on a development timeline standpoint, it makes a lot more sense than Dame and CJ as well as a financial one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think to me, it's, it's, it feels pretty similar. I think that my, like my optimism is just because I think Ant is a better, better, more comfortable knockdown spacing shooter, whereas CJ wants to cook. So just like stylistically, when Ant gets the ball, he's comfortable as a catch and shoot guy, where CJ is a really good scorer. Like for my money, I've said this on this pod a bunch, but like CJ's better than Amphrey Simons. Um, but like the skill set isn't the same. It's not the no. same. It's not the same. And I think Ant's, Ant's offensive arsenal as just a shooter and a catch and shoot shooter make me think he can be uh, is a better fit because of what he'll want to do the passing stuff. We'll see. We'll see when Anthony Simons was the lead ball handler, he was a willing and very good passer. He hasn't always been that. Hopefully that continues to grow with him because if he's a better playmaker than CJ and a better shooter, the sort of like whatever the overall 2k ratings talent matter a lot mm-hmm. less because his complimentary stuff will fit with Dame better. Um, and it'll fit with everybody better. Fit with Josh Hart better. It'll fit with GP better. Like it's, it has a chance. I, I remain, I mean, I'm a skeptic by nature, so I remain a little pessimistic about it, but I don't think it's like, I don't, I think there, for the reasons you just outlined, plenty of reasons to be optimistic that this is a different version of something that feels similar. Now, just to be clear, I'm a, I'm generally a skeptic about this. You are, you are, I know you are, you are a pessimist at heart, Sean. Well, no, I just, I mean, on the two different beats that I've covered, if you look at who the two different uh, GMs are that I've spent the most time covering, you have to have a pretty good radar for this kind of stuff. <laughs> but. Well, I can't believe Garpax just took a hit. They took a hit <laughs> from deep. It went from four years of, of that to four years of uh, what there was here before, uh, before Joe Cronin took over. You have to have a pretty good BS detector. Indeed. Uh, Nazir Little looks like he's going to start at small forward. That would be my guess. What do you, are you, it seems like just fit wise, it makes sense, but is Nazir mm-hmm. Little a starting small forward in the league? I think he can be if he stays healthy. That's been the biggest issue with him. A hundred percent. And the health stuff, he's just been so unlucky with yeah. so much different, like, and, you know, it's, it's just like what we were talking about with Dane before, where it's not like he has like, oh, he has this knee that he keeps re-injuring or he has this ankle or he has right. this. Like you like go through his career. So before the, you know, the season, his rookie season before it got shut down because of COVID, he just wasn't playing very much because Terry Stotts never really played a bunch of rookies. And then in the bubble this year, like the first day of practice, like passes out from heat stroke and misses a couple of days. And then 
he has a concussion and he basically, he can't play in the bubble. And then that fall during training camp, he gets COVID and he gets like, this is like before the vaccine is out. So he got like really bad, like COVID where he lost like 20 or 30 pounds. And it basically took him until the middle of the season to get back into the kind of shape that he needed to be in. Right. And then, and then this year, you know, he actually looked like he had granted a lot of the time that this happened was after they had basically pulled the plug on trying to win this season, but you know, he had developed into a starter. I know Chauncey Billups is a huge fan of his and believes in him. And, you know, we talked earlier about the Blazers bringing in guys who are Chauncey Billups' type of guy and have that dog in him per 36 minute ratio. And Little is definitely a Chauncey Billups archetype of like the type, the type of guy. And I've actually like different people in the organization that I had talked to after, I mean, this is maybe something we can hit if you want to, but, uh, he is eligible for a rookie extension and I don't know if I want to like speculate on the number, but I did ask somebody after, you know, he had the shoulder surgery, whether the extension, you know, whether that, you know, they, they would be, you know, maybe look to, you know, hold off on that and see if he could stay healthy. And they, I got the impression that the Blazers feel like he's shown enough that like they, they are still pretty strong believers in his. Uh, so he's extension eligible. It'd have to be signed before uh, the yeah. regular season began. Uh, otherwise, he would enter restricted free agency. Right. Um, it makes sense for the Blazers to want to pay him because of all the injury stuff you've seen. I think for if I'm Nas's people, I might say, let me let him play. Let him have his best year he's ever had. Like Nazir Little can go make money this year. Um, do I you... actually think his. I actually think his side might be open to an extension long-term if they, money if they can if they can agree i think if they can agree on a number i i have no idea what this number would be but like give me a guess because i have a number in my mind let's see where are you at uh i don't know like 12 15 a year yeah i was gonna say four for 60 so yeah yeah about 15 somewhere, somewhere around there if they if they can agree on a number that they both feel like is like if he does you know stay healthy then he's making quality starter money but if he doesn't stay healthy, it's not like they're completely hamstrung. I think that on both sides, if they can agree on a number that they would yes. both would be open to getting something done. Yeah. So I think four for 60 right now seems like, wow, that's a lot of money to, or not a lot, but that's significant money to commit to is your little, but if you look at the back Again, half of cap is going to go up <laughs> the back half of that contract, if you're paying a guy who you think is a NBA starter, 15 million a year, that's basically free. That's like going to be the mid-level exception. That's like a, that's what a mid first round pick is going to be on the rookie scale. By yeah. Like that is, that is so like, that's why I think there's a chance that Nas's people are like, nah, we want four for 80. We want Kelton Johnson money or whatever it is. Um, even though Kelton's been way more productive than Nas yeah. t- to date. Um, he's just like, a, he's been better in the league. So yeah, I mean, I think maybe that number is 75 million, you know, like maybe, maybe that's the range where it is, but um, I think there could be a reason there could be a number that makes sense for both sides. I know, um, you know, sometimes guys who've had their injury history, they just want to lock it up, get the money and keep oh, moving, yeah. stay in the yeah. league, make sure you're in the league. Um, I think and, that's. And especially a guy like Nas who like his ceiling is a high level role player. Yeah. The fourth best player. Nobody, really th- nobody right. thinks he has star potential. And I think he's a self-aware enough guy that Absolutely. He knows that. So it's not like he thinks, I don't think he would go into it thinking, you know, if I play out this season, have a good year, somebody's going to give me a max. I don't think he really has any delusions about that. So I think if there's an offer that both sides think is reasonable, I would, I would, 
I, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but I would say it's more likely than not. Like I would maybe, leave, I would even go like 51, 49. Like it's close. Wow. Like I would actually, if you had, if I had to guess yes or no, do they get something done before the extension deadline? I actually might slightly lean yes. A slight lean yes, folks. I'd probably slightly no. So I like that. I like it. I like it. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Best tasting protein bar that there is. Don't go looking for a better one. You're not going to find it because Built Bar packs the perfect combination of real deal protein. Now, on average, 17 grams of protein, which is 140 calories and four grams of sugar and four net carbs. Plus, they taste great. They're covered in chocolate. They got this candy bar-like feel. So they pick you up, give you a little shot to your blood sugar, get you going. If you need a workout, you need a snack, you just need to get going and record a long podcast with Sean Hyken, whatever it might be, they taste great. They've got some, some fuel you can use. So why don't you go to build.com right now, use a promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order of whatever flavor you're looking for. They got new ones all the time and some staples that I love. That's built.com and the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off. All right. I'm going to drop you back into more of my conversation with Sean Hyken. What does the rotation look like beyond the starters? If it's Dame, Ant, Nas, Jeremy Grant, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, Josh Hart's going to play. Gary Payton's going to play. What does the last couple spots look like uh, for in your mind right now? I think this, I mean, I think Josh Hart's going to be the first off the bench. Just Absolutely. He's, he's going to play only, a bunch of minutes. Yeah. He's the only, and he told us, he was one of the only a couple of players that they, uh, Made exit interviews. Exit interviews, and he said that they told him that his role is going to be, uh, you know, being the lead ball handler for the second unit, which makes the most sense for him to be in that role, just yeah. given his skill set and the lack of, you know, other guys who have that skill set who can triple. Yeah. Yes. So I think you're right about six and seven being what they are. I kind of think Trendon Watford is going to be the eighth guy ahead of Justice Winslow. Well, it's all just depends on, because I mean, I'm just thinking of like, like there's a clear, all of his other guys, like I think, you know, like Justice Winslow is going to get in there. Jabari Walker, even like, I think might, I might actually earn more minutes than people expect, but like all those guys are kind of interchangeable. But when you look at where they actually like clearly need, uh, you know, they need it. They, somebody needs to be the backup center. And that's probably Trent and Watford? that's probably Trent and Watford based on just, you know, I, 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 that's how I would guess that would go. Yeah, some nights it'll have to be Drew Eubanks just because they're going to need size. Yeah. But yeah, my guess. So, how I, as I penciled out here, Hart, GP, Justice, Trent, and Watford, that's your nine. If they go 10, it's Eubanks. And at some point, Jabari Walker sneaks into the back half of that rotation. And if they really want to, they'll figure out how to get Shaden Sharp on the court with the second unit. Right. That, I think that's, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Can Trent and Watford play backup center in the league? In some lineups, he can. I think. I mean, yeah. it's interesting because for so many, for such a long, basically since the Warriors' whole thing started, there's been like all you've heard is, well, the center is being phased out. This is a small ball league, but now it's starting to go sort of back the other way. There's you certainly some at, big there you need like, to guard. You look at like well, but also you look at the way some teams are building, like Minnesota obviously just went all in on having two bigs cleveland had some success last year with playing three you know marking and allen and uh mobley together at, at yeah. various points with kevin love off the bench they're just right. gigantic yeah, yeah yeah and 
So, I mean, I, I would say if there's one weakness that this roster has, and I even think that Joe Cronin would probably agree with me. hundred percent. He would he's agree. Made he some knows. Comments, he's made some comments about how he knows the roster isn't fully balanced. You have to, if you're playing a team where they have, you know, you're playing a Minnesota where they have Gobert and Towns together and you have to have two big guys to, you know, put on the floor with them. You have to be able to do that. And I don't know if, if Trent yeah. and Watford as much as like, they can say all they want about like the mentality that he has. And like, you know, his, you know, he plays, they, you know, they, they say the same thing about him that they have said about like Josh Hart and Gary Payton, that he plays bigger than his size. You can say that, but at a certain point, he's not actually that size. Yeah. And he doesn't protect the rim very well. He's strong. They have no rim protection outside of Nurkic. Like yeah. Drew Eubanks is athletic. He's not a rim protector. Yeah. It's going to be Nas's development and Jeremy Grant, hopefully cleaning some of that up. Cause I think right. Grant's going to play some backup five minutes as well. Uh, they've, they've said that as much. I'm not guessing. They're going to have to piecemeal that together. A, a I lot. think. Or, or like find someone on the minimum or somebody. Or yeah. Like or, which, might, you know, which might happen. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they have an, another two-way spot open. I think it would be uh, criminal if they don't um, sign a tall person with that. Um, yeah. I don't but, have anything for you on that. I don't know who they're looking at or when that. Yeah. Uh, but they, if they sign the, if they do add another two-way spot, which they absolutely should for competitive reasons, and that person is shorter than six foot nine, that's a free podcast for me. That's I got a free, <laughs> I got a free. That's just a free episode. Of you gotta, just like, you gotta be like secretly rooting for that for the con, just for the content. Yeah, but if they go the other way, I'll just celebrate. I'll just bring out the pom poms and be like, "Hey, they did, they did it." But if they don't, then I that's like twenty five. They could points. also just cut somebody. Like I, I you know, nice guy. I don't think Didi Luzado is an NBA player. No, absolutely not. They, if they needed to create a roster spot, they would have a bad option. The problem is that they're like a million and a half into the luxury tax. And if they cut him, they don't have a chance to sneak away his cash in like throwing him as another part of a trade in the future. Uh, so they'll, we'll see what, what their motivations are around the tax line when we get a little deeper into the season, because yeah, depending on how competitive they are, that might inform uh, the people who cut the checks on how much, well, basically. Well, how also much, who is, who is the one cutting the checks? That's the other thing. A hundred percent. And how much has Joe Lacob spent and how, because it was like $11 million windfall for the non-tax teams from, from yeah. the tax paying teams. If Lacob is paying $200 million in taxes, it's really enticing for teams close to that line to say, Hey, let's get under. Cause he's just going to give us $10 million. Um, it's how billionaires do it, baby. They're good at making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, th- I I think we agree on how it'll shake out. I think the Eubanks thing is questionable. I think the size, just general size. Is Jabari Walker going to play? Like you said, he might play more than people think. Where does he fit in? I actually think he will figure out a way to get, like, I, I see him as this year's, like, there's always, the, every year there's like a second round pick that nobody saw coming that gets real minutes on a good team because he's able to, you know, be a role player and, you know, find ways to be effective. Like last year it was Herb Jones with new Orleans. Right. If you want to tell me that this year, Jabari Walker is the Herb Jones of this draft class. Like, I think that is something that I could see happening. I just, we were, we were around him a lot. He was mainly now that Shaden Sharp was injured. He was the guy in summer league. Yeah. He was the guy we talked to a lot in summer league. And he said something that I thought was super, super insightful. And also just an impressive level of self-awareness to have for a 19 year old, which was that. So his, obviously most of your listeners know this. His dad is a Samaki Walker who had like a 10 year career in the NBA. was basically also a role player glue guy type of guy and had a 
pretty good long career doing that and was on a yeah championship won championships team. with yeah. the spurs and the lakers yeah. yeah uh and he was saying that he thinks it was sort of to his advantage that his dad had a long nba career where he was never a star because his dad taught him to embrace being a role player and so i think just that mentality and that self-awareness at that young of an age and you know knowing chauncey to the extent that i do he's the exact kind of guy that chauncey likes and so i right. think that chauncey will if there's any opening for it at all, I think Chauncey will be very open to the idea of throwing him out there and seeing what he can do. And I just, I get the sense that he, when he does get thrown out there, he's going to find ways to stay on the floor. The rebounding is a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Chauncey Phillips was the guy who leapfrogged Trenton Watford into the lineup. They had a, they had a foul trouble and he leaned down the bench and said, Trenton, you're going to play. And I was sitting on press row like, Trendon Watford what the hell and then all of a sudden Trendon Watford's like earning an NBA contract like yeah Chauncey will see it and he's comfortable that, playing young guys that's the biggest clue I think you, you just brought up Trendon earning and getting an NBA contract getting his contract converted the Blazers easily could have just I mean he's the 57th pick in the draft they could have easily just given Jabari the other two-way slot hundred percent but they went to the step of using part of the mid-level exception and using their last actual roster spot to give him yeah. a real NBA contract. Like to me, if they thought, Oh, this guy's just not going to play at all this year, then they would have done the trend in Watford thing where you give him a two-way spot. And then if he earns it, you can convert right. his contract later. The fact that they already did it like three games into summer league to me says he's going to have a real shot turn. Yeah. That they saw him play and they said, Oh no, this dude's an NBA player. Yeah. Let's make, let's make sure he's part of our program. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. Thanks again to Sean for joining the program this week. If you missed the first part of my conversation with Sean, it is available in your feeds right before this one. And Sean's going to come back to end the week for Friday's show. So make sure you check back for that one. We're going to play a game over-unders and it's a whole bunch of fun. So join us for that one. I appreciate you listening and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>